Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. One second, guys. Uh, This is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 31st, 2021, Ready Newman BC does conduct conference calls uh, every single day. For those people who are, uh, who are in this one, if you want to raise, ask any question, please raise your hands and you'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Leo, go ahead. Shruti Reddy. Hi, Rahul. This is uh, Shruti. So um, my H4 ready is expiring end of July and my H1 is picked up in the lottery. Uh, I would like to know if there is any way I can uh, work on H1 in August, like instead of October, because it's my EAD is going to expire in July and the EAD is taking a long That time. is only for the people who are having a cap gap where their yeah. EAD is expiring and if their H1B is selected in the lottery. Okay. But that's not applicable for you though. You cannot, you cannot work after your EAD expires. You have to wait until October 1st. You don't have an option. Okay, and like, is there any positive update on the class action? So last not week? yet, not yet, ma'am, not yet. Okay. Uh, okay, that that's all. I Thank have you. Now. Next person, please. Rahul J. Hello. One is ready. One is Rahul. You're picking my names up there, Leo. <laughs> I don't know. That was my parents. So and that was you, <laughs> right? So I can't help it. We both can't. Okay, go ahead. Rahul, I can help you. Sure. I have a, I have a weird situation. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the immediate relatives of my wife entered mm-hmm. on a visitor visa mm-hmm. last year, March 10th of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial I-94 was given until September 10th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Because of the coronavirus and the, the whole thing, they filed for an extension for I-94. And yeah. they filed it for one year with the extension requested until September 10th of 2021. Mm-hmm. The extension was filed on one day after the I-94 expired. It was filed online. Mm-hmm. I didn't filed that extension myself. Uh, now the extension is still pending. We got the receipt, but no decision has been made. Uh, that person is still here. So my question is, as you can see, it's already one year or even more. So is that person in good status? No, nope. absolutely not. Two mistakes though. One mistake is that if you file an extension after the I-94 is expired, they are not considered to be in legal status. 
Number one mistake. Number two mistake is that the B2 extension can only file for a period of six months, not afterwards. So two things are wrong. So this person is unlawfully present in this country from September to right now, and she should leave the country. And when she comes back, there are certain steps that she needs to take before she comes back. She should not use the same visa to come back into the United States. She should reapply and apply for a waiver for being unlawfully present in this country. Is by any chance, is there any chance this particular immediate relative, does she have any children who are U.S. citizens? Okay, you have a question, you said Rahul. Yes. My question is, with respect to all this situation, okay, let's say I am traveling to India and for my H-1B renewal with the same employer, the visa stamping, would I have issues when I am trying to come in on H-1B visa because... As long as you're not, I mean... Did you invite because this they, lady to come? Did you invite this lady to come into, you know, a person to come into United States? I mean, we had given like a basic like, letter. Like I, I would, I would suggest this. But I, I did mean, not, I, I, but not she's not living, I, she's, this, this person is not living at your home, right? She is. That's why my question. You may have to, you may have to have uh, everybody consult a lawyer though before you take any steps because okay. they may consider that you have been encouraging people to come into United States illegally and staying in United States. It may be considered. I want to stay away from it and let this person leave the country as soon as possible so that you can you your travel will not be interrupted. Let's go to the next caller please. Thank you. Mahindra? Hey, Rahul. Uh, so, I have, I mean, a question about the spillover visa, right? I mean, like, recently, I mean, I heard that the USCIS or the state has a spillover visa, which are unused for the family-based category. So, my background is, like, my I-130 is approved uh, from my uh, brother in 2012. And I'm uh, present in the United States legally. So, is there any legal stand or legal chance to challenge the spillover visa? Because... I understand the uh, EB categories and uh, I mean family-based categories like EB categories. You, also you have you you have a very valid reason. You have a right. very valid reason though. The reason is that the question that you are asking is that there is an there is a pandemic and there is a ban on the family immigration that expires today. Um, there is a I mean that's been overruled anyway. Um, there is a pandemic that is going on, but you are staying in this country. Why can't they move the filing date, the final action dates right now? You have a good question. I think so. You have a good, you can sue the USCIS. Uh, the only problem is we represent so many employment-based category people. We may want those green cards to my clients uh, rather than to you. Uh, I, I may have a conflict of interest there, but yeah, good question. You have a good question. I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. Oh. Before you called, I thought you have a good valid reason. What you're telling is, hey, buddy, you are wasting, you wasted 90,000 green cards last year. You are certifying this year that you are going to waste 135,000 green cards. Here I am. Why didn't you give me the green card? Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, processing is the same for the employment based as well employment as employment based. Yeah, there should not be. They should move okay. the priority dates way fast for you guys right now. Give the green cards. Make all the brothers and sisters current in the United States. That's, if I were your lawyer, I will argue it. But 
I'll be in conflict with so many other people. But you have a good, you have a good, and, uh, you have uh, a good another, legal another, reasoning to fight for this case. And another question I have is like, let's an example. I mean, uh, state or the, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Senate or the, I mean, constitution grants the green card. So I think they cannot, I mean, uh, I mean, reverse it for 2020, but I think 2021, this uh, spillover is also going to happen and we can challenge that, correct? Yes. You can challenge okay. it. You have all, you have all rights to challenge it. I'll file the adjustment of status right now for you. I'll file an adjustment of status and get it denied. Right. They'll reject it. it. If, sure. if in the and, meantime, and... if the meantime you're doing all those things, file an adjustment of status, let it get denied. You have a good case afterwards too. Cool. Thanks a lot. I mean, but you, you, you will not be able to represent me, right? I mean, there's a conflict. Yeah, of no. <laughs> My rest of all the hundred people in this one will kill me. Next so person, I have to fight but I, I have to, you know, I have to say, if I represent you, I represent you wholesale. Uh, there's nothing but, wrong. It's not conflict. Yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong, but it's just that it's not against my conscience, but it's just that I choose to not represent, but that doesn't mean that you're doing anything. You have all legal rights to do. Let's go to the next, next caller. Okay. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank you. Danya. Uh, hi, uh, uh, this is Danya. The thing is like, I'm waiting for EAD approval. The question is what happens if I move from current address? My lease uh, period is ending soon. I'm planning to submit, uh, the change address, uh, request, but just, I want to know what happens if for some reasons, the EAD approval letter is not delivered properly like a mail lost or something so basically is this a big deal uh, should i hold off moving now and wait for approval it's definitely if you lost the mail though it's definitely a big deal i there's practically no way to get it back from uscis i mean it may take about four or five months if you're lucky enough to get back mm-hmm. but what we noticed about the mail laws is quite different than what it was four or five years ago when we are noticing people filing the AR-11 for a change of address, we haven't seen that many mail losses or not at all significant mail losses that we used to see four or five years ago, even though we did the uh, address change, they still lose those things. When you do the address change, it's called the AR-11. I want you to do it for 485 separately, I-131 separately, 765 separately. Don't club them together. Uh, okay. 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 Um, so, but as such, you know, if you can avoid, that's fine. If you cannot avoid, we haven't seen that many mail losses that we used to see because of that change. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the yeah, next caller. Abhijit Singh. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thanks for taking this call. We really appreciate it. Um, the the question I have is. Um, I have filed the downgrade uh, from EB2 to EB3 and the I-140 spending. Mm -hmm. I'm getting interruption from your Zoom, though. Uh, Sindhu, Leo, uh, are you getting the interruption uh, from Abhijit? Yes, yes. Um, And I have an offer from another company uh, at the end of the one. Mr. Abhijit, I'm getting a lot of disturbance. We'll try to connect back to you later on. Okay, all right. Thanks. Shiva Priya. Uh, yeah, hi Rahul. Uh, yes, I have applied for my H4 and H4 EAD in October 2020. 
and uh, my husband has valid h1b until uh, 2023 but uh, mm-hmm. currently he's trying to change his employer so what will happen to my h4 and h4 ead application most probably it will be approved most probably it will be approved i don't want you to take any chance i want you to file one more h4 plus ead okay okay i want but, you to uh, file just just in case because as a defensive there are about 10% of the time we are noticing that they go back and check your H4. Uh-oh, H1B is withdrawn. So we get to deny the H4 and EAD. Only 10% of the time though. So to be on a precautious method, when your husband files for the change of employer, have one more H4 plus EAD file, okay? Uh, but today his uh, new employer got, uh, they sent us a mail telling that uh, they'll not file H4 until I have my, and uh, like, uh, like approved I-94. Until you have the approved I-94, they won't yes. file it. Well, that's fine. Once your husband has the H-1 receipt notice, you can use that to file a H-4 plus EAD. You don't have to, the employer doesn't have to file for you. Okay. Uh, sir, uh, this is uh, Shiva here, my Priyanka's husband. So you mean to sure. say that we can file H-4 extension ourselves? Uh, we don't have to depend on employer? No, you don't have to depend. H-4 is your own family matter. You can file it by yourself. You don't have to depend on your employer. H1 cannot oh. be filed by you. Oh, okay. So that's a great information because I was wondering because my, my new employer, uh, was, has sent an email out saying that, you know, we cannot file H4 extension for your wife, uh, if she doesn't have I, I, a valid I-94. The valid I-94. No, you don't, okay. you can file it. If the employer doesn't want to file it, you can file it. No problem with it. Okay. If you want okay. us to file it, you can contact us. We'll file it. Okay. Next okay, question. Thank you. Thank you for the information, sir. Madhusudanan. Great information. Uh, uh, I have a question. I mean, this is similar to the previous caller. Like, uh, uh, I mean, in my scenario is I don't have a valid uh, H1B. I mean, I have filed for an extension. So I have filed like H1B, H4 and H4 EAD, uh, all three in mm-hmm. the country. But my mm-hmm. current H1B is getting expired on May 6th. But uh, the new extension petition is still not yet approved. But uh, in parallel, mm-hmm. I got an offer from another new employer. And they are also mm-hmm. working on getting my new H1B. So I would like to know whether it will get impacted on my wife's H4 and H4 EAD. Yeah, as I said, it's the same. Nothing changes. 90% of the time it should go through smoothly. But to avoid the risk, file one more time. Okay, but for H4 EAD, they need to start the green card process again, right, from the scratch. Then only they can able to no. file it. No, sir. You have an I-140 approval with the previous companies, right? Yes. yes when sir. was the I-140 approved? Uh, mine is like uh, 20, my priority date is 2017 Jan. So that, I-1, that I-140 now belongs to you. Okay. So when you move to company B, you can use company A's I-140 approval to file for your wife's H-4 EAD. Absolutely no problem. The rules is one thing. The I-140 must have been approved. It must have not have been withdrawn for more than 180 days. Both of them met. That I-140 belongs to you. You can use it to apply for the company B's H-4 plus CAD. Absolutely no problem with it. Okay. So in that case, so do I need to wait for some time to see what was the status for that or shall I go ahead and proceed and file it? I, I would, I would file it immediately though. If the company is not willing to, I'm going to file it by myself. I don't want to take any chances though. Sometimes that H4 plus EAD might take a long time. 
This might take a shorter time. Whichever comes in, I'll take it. Okay, or else I, I would like to see about the other option. Like, uh, how would we go for a uh, litigation filing? I mean, one of my friends suggested we are not doing we are not doing court litigation right now. We have some hiccups. We have some problems. We went to the class action shoot, and we will we will update you on that in the class action shoot. Right now, under the circumstances, I would like you to file H four and EAD again by yourself. Oh, but okay. again, as it's taking more than eight months, right? So, if I start the well, process. I know, but I, I, the only thing I'm trying to avoid is that the company is, I want, H4 gets denied. Your wife is going to be unlawful status. We can fight that case. I want trying to avoid. I'm not trying to speed, I'm not trying to speed and up your H4 plus CAD. It's not going to harm you. What I tell you, if you do, you may lose a little bit money. It's not going to harm you under any circumstances. No, actually, the new employer they are okay to file an H four, but all I am worried about are the EAD. File the H four plus EAD together. Okay, okay, okay. Next person, please. Thank the you. previous one might be approved. I'm not telling previous one will not be approved, but don't take okay. chances. Have one other extra one. Next person, please. Makku. Uh, hey, hey, Rahul. Uh, uh, so my ex-employer, who is American consultant, he holds holds my EB two I one forty, and the PD is April two thousand sixteen. So I'm in good condition with him and the immigration attorney, and they're ready to help me with four eighty five or any other help. Uh, so at this point, but my question is, at exactly at what date I should start working for the ex-employer? So suppose uh, if I file four eighty five in this October. There is, there is, there is nothing in the law that says that you have to work for that company. It's always preferable, but it's not required. The law says that the job offer must be open for you at the time when you file the adjustment of status. The, uh, the the job offer should be there at the time 180 days after the I-140 is approved. Okay, the I'm sorry, not I-140 is approved after you file the 485 application. After for it for application, the job offer should be there. Sorry. Let me, let me repeat again. I'm sorry. The job offer should be there at the time when you file the 485 application. The job offer should be there 180 days after the 485 application has been filed. These two conditions are met. There is no requirement that you have to work for the company. Your green card is yours. Okay, and one last, uh, and one more question. So, this job offer, does it have to be like real? Because I know during the perm processing, most it has to be. It, it has to, I mean, the job offer should always be real. There cannot be duplicate. Oh, we don't have a job offer. We'll just file the 485. No, that's not allowed. Right now, IT is in high demand. I mean, everybody wants everybody right now. So I would say that the job offer, if the job offer is there, it's a genuine job offer. Because I know a lot of the things are fake. Like during that, they take these fake interviews and, you know, we haven't find it. Like during the perm processing, like, you know, you have to interview the candidates and make sure that you no, you don't have to American do it. Oh, no, 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 no. Right now, that those conditions are not needed. You okay. are the only person, no requirement of advertisement, no requirement of doing anything. You're good. Next okay. person, please. Thanks. Hitesh Karthik. Yeah. Hi, Reddy Garu. This is uh, uh, Hitesh Karthik. So, like, uh, uh, my question is, like, I have my, uh, like, I-94. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you able to hear me? I am able to hear you. You have your I-94? Yeah. Okay. okay. So I have my, uh, my I-94 is expiring in April 30th and I got my extension 
has been filed like 4 months 5 months before let's say if i get the ead in my current extension so i i got the point guys. this what i'm telling you is a defense wise just in case by any chance the existing h4 gets denied because the underlying h1b is revoked because when you leave the company they may revoke it you have a danger of fighting the entire case with lawyers like us that's a reason why i'm telling people to file one more application it's just a defense it's not an absolute okay. Okay. Mahend- okay. i already filed like with the new employer i have, i filed you, with the you new employer you filed h4 plus you filed h4 plus ead with the new yes, employer yes i filed h4 plus ead with the new employer but what okay. my question is i say like uh, if if uh, one thing more of this current employer let's say if they work my h1b uh like what will happen to the ead which is like un- available on that particular pet- petition so Most because h1 probably, is nine, revoked, 90 plus 90 plus percent of the time that he, h4 ead will be approved okay okay even though okay, it's 90, revoked the, even though it's revoked they will look into it to see if you are maintaining the legal status which they will see the h1b approval from you and they will approve the h4 plus cad 90 plus percent of the time there are some lazy officers that they don't look into anything blum they say it's not there i'm going to deny it. that's where i want to have the second one okay 90 plus percent of the time your previous okay. thing should get approved okay so let's say if they revoke after cad approval right so is there any concerns let's say like uh, my h4 and okay, i am getting lot of disturbance let's go to the next caller i'm sorry i'm getting lot of disturbance from your thing ஒன் employment you can either until, take a leave of absence with your current employer or you can mm-hmm. join the next company and take a leave of absence but you can't have a gap of employment of 2 months your 485 will be denied if you have it oh okay so do have to be on payroll you mean you can say employer. that yes you can say that you can say that okay. there are leave okay. of absences available i would rather want you to discuss with me offline but yeah okay. to be on a safer side if you are on a continuously on payroll i don't see any problem for you but if you want to leave the current job stay out of job for 2 months and then get a new job 
now your forehead file will, will be denied next okay. person please. and one more i have one more question i have sorry mm-hmm. go ahead okay yeah. my spouse has an health issue uh, which mm-hmm. may prevent uh, her uh, like uh, we, we need to submit medical right as you recommended for gc mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so Uh, can i file my medicals alone can i interfile my medicals alone without her medicals uh, i mean like can i be on gc you can is she pregnant no 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 she is not pregnant yeah, you can, but uh, she you can, is healthy you can file your own medicals without her but you may want mm-hmm. to discuss with a lawyer what what options would you have if your wife can't get the medical though i don't want you to discuss the things in here but you may want to discuss with the lawyer why you are not submitting your medical so because i'm a officer i'm looking into it husband's came in the wife doesn't came in what's the problem does oh, she okay. have something that uh, we need to eliminate her from we need to push her out of this country does she have some contagious diseases so i'll get all mm-hmm. suspicious on her okay okay uh, Next no person. my question was like yeah your question uh, is can i be on uh, gc and she on ead until that medical is to get resolved i need to know what medical it is what is that that is because uh, if it's tb it's easy to resolve though the positive the yeah. skin will come positive for most of the indians exactly her tb test skin is positive but she is healthy that's and another, even that's the reason why i want that's the reason why i want you to discuss with a lawyer like me TB test oh, okay. comes positive to 30% of the Indians. You just can't go to the okay. doctor and say, TB positive came in, I'm scared. Everybody, for most of the Indians, it will come positive. It doesn't mean oh. that they have a TB though. Then they, what they will oh. do is that they will do an X-ray of the, of the, of the uh, chest and then give a negative certificate. Yeah, that's Don't, what... Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, if you're just scared of... if you don't want to discuss with a lawyer you just think to skin negative and then you just won't want to discuss a lawyer wish you best of luck i mean i can't help you but skin negative skin positive is just normal not a problem let's go to the next person okay. please rajeshwari yeah uh, i have hello yes ma'am yeah uh, i have my h4 ead as well as h4 change of status pending it's been pending mm-hmm. for 7 months so if i travel mm-hmm. out to india and get it stamped and come back will it void my existing ead application i know that it voids out h4 but wait did you file the h4 as a change of status or extension change extension it's not change of status sorry it's an extension were you on a h1 h4 before yeah yeah i was your working for december 2020 your h4 does not get wide oh okay it still continues so you may ask me a question uh oh i heard differently on the internet when i searched when yeah. you leave the country the h4 is abundant it is yeah. true it is true to an extent if you have filed a change of status from h4 sorry h1b to h4 and you file oh. an ead then what uh-huh. happens is that your h4 will be abundant along with that your ead will be kicked out too because both are attached together okay. so they will both be kicked out since you filed a h4 extension yeah your h4 will continue as it is don't touch it you go outside the country you come back your h4 and ead will be processed properly with no problem 
if you want you can do one uh-huh. other extra step even though it's not needed for you even though it's not needed you can do one other step once you come back you file an ead application you uh-huh. file an ead uh-huh. application and then what you do is that whichever ead comes first you can use it oh okay oh that 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 doesn't cause an issue it's like applying two times is not an issue not an issue not an issue let's okay. go to the next that will again take like i mean i have one more question again? sorry yeah uh, will that again take like uh, eight or nine months to get processed right now ead alone is only taking between three to five months okay okay sounds good you're not under any more... obligation yeah you know, let's yeah. give a chance to one more person though you you are not yeah. under obligation to file one more ead but it's just okay. sometimes your h4 and ead might take 18 months this may take come faster that's the reason as a defense i want you to file one more ead application let's go to the next caller and it's going to be the last caller for us manish agarwal uh, hi hi rahul can you hear me yes manish yeah thanks for taking the call i have a question uh, my priority date is october 2011 uh, filed mm-hmm. for eb2 to eb3 uh, it was not a downgrade it was a new i140 uh and i got it five five what do you mean it was new i140 oh, i mean all those sorry. things as down okay we call yes, those things had... as downgrade okay downgrade so i am still waiting for biometric i already received the receipt number now i have a question if i the moment i get my ead and ap is it safe to travel to india or i got to wait for i140 approval i would prefer to get an i140 approval though the reason the reason is that there is always a slight chance of risk slight chance of risk always and that's where i want to avoid the risk percentages by getting the i140 approval okay and would the converting to a premium have a negative effect on my chances of i140 approval no that is the absolute lie okay. what people okay. are making online that is no truth to it i don't know why okay. they are spreading the rumors that is okay. not true at all a second question can i ask you uh, just yeah, a quick question uh, now when i filed my adjustment uh, application my family was not with me so they are not on my application when i go to india uh, and bring them on h4 okay uh, okay so you you have your h1b stamped in the passport is it right no so I'm you're not get you're not drop. you're not planning to come back in advance parole or EAD, no. uh, eed okay Okay. not planning to but yeah. i want to be ready you know in case there is a risk or h1 doesn't get approved okay no you you box. should you should you should maintain your h1b status all along yes, yes. i i take, so I, be- i take back my i take back my word i sometimes i thought that you were coming back in advance for all okay uh, and i'm okay if you want to travel without the i140 because you're traveling oh, on h1b you. not an adjustment yes. of status yes oh that's great I'm thank okay. you so but yeah, still so if i bring still I, still, yeah. still i would recommend still i would recommend that you uh still i would recommend you do premium processing of the i140 okay even though i plan to come back on h1 yes you you just okay. want that hurdle out in your life Understood. you don't want that okay. that pain in the neck okay. all the time you take it off sure okay uh, so i can apply now or after ap comes it doesn't matter i uh, you're what saying i should do it before i travel I, you should do it right now you should do okay. right now yeah second question if, if i come back and i bring my family who are not on my application yet do i file mm-hmm. their adjustment of status immediately or i wait for final dates to become current 
Um, there are two things, though. The filing dates are final dates. Will depend on USCIS, is that right? You know that sometimes right. we use Correct. filing True. dates. Sometimes we do filing dates. Right. And you know how to check which dates to use, yes. is that right? Yes. Yes. So whenever those dates are current, you can add them into this application. Okay. Okay. And let me let me tell you let me tell you one thing. You should add them on the first day of the when the if the final action date becomes current by any chance though. Right. You have to add them on the first day, not the second day. Okay. There is a because risk if they become mean... right. Because if they approve your green card, we don't want it. Oh, right, right, right. Understood. Okay, I understand. Thank you so much for the answers. Thank you. Really Thank you, guys. The next uh, Zoom conference will be uh, tomorrow at uh, 11.30. Sorry, I couldn't take all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.